Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. It is good to be together again at this time, and I hope that you are well. Today we move forward into the next two verses of Genesis chapter 4. I will soon read verses 11 and 12. My plan is to take these two verses together as we again hear from God's word to Cain. When we get to verse 13 and 14, we will get Cain's response. Here is a back and forth between the Lord God and Cain. And my desire is that you have your Bible open with me and follow along closely in the text, taking some notes along the way. If you cannot get to your Bible as you listen, believe me when I say you will have a more fulfilling learning experience if you do read the Bible passages sometime each day or each night before lights out in your bedroom. And concerning these next two verses, I have a specific recommendation. Here it is. Get a hold of a piece of blank paper or hit the computer and do the following. Copy and paste or write down Genesis 4 verse 11 on the top half of the paper. Then copy and paste or write down Genesis 4 verse 12 on the bottom half of the paper. When you look down, you will have a top-down, broad view of both verses. What you will see is that the first part of verse 11 matches the first part of verse 12. And the second part of verse 11 matches the second part of verse 12. How do I know? I know because this is how I study each verse of Scripture. Yes, I have my printed and bound Bible here on my desk, but on a clipboard I have posted the text on a blank Word document with plenty of room to take notes. I use a pencil in case I want to erase, make changes, and draw all sorts of arrows and lines connecting words and phrases. And you say, well, Mark, I'm a 21st century woman, a 21st century man, and I do all my work on my iPad, on my tablet. I am on my phone, like, all the time. Pencil and paper? Who are you? Hey, Swallow, what planet did you just arrive from? Okay, fair enough. However you write and draw and take notes, I ask you to consider, on one line, Genesis 4.11, And somewhere down the same page on another line, Genesis 4.12. Once you have this, bring it along to this broadcast and or podcast each new day. And I will be sure to clearly point out how these two verses work together in the perfect way in which God speaks to this man whom we have gotten to know, Cain. Now, having said that, I will actually pick up the reading at verse 10. Let me read for us now Genesis chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. Genesis 4, beginning in verse 10. God said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you cultivate the ground, it will no longer yield its strength to you. You will be a vagrant and a wanderer, on the earth. In this text, we have God, who is the judge, and we have Cain, who is guilty of murder. There is no jury because God does not use juries. 
He already knows perfectly who is guilty and who is innocent. Cain is guilty of premeditated first-degree murder. And in verse 10, which we have studied, God brings his conviction. Cain has received his conviction. And in verse 11, God gives the sentence. Verse 11 is Cain's sentencing. This is Cain's punishment. This is how Cain will do his time. In verse 10, the conviction. In verse 11, the sentence. And God sentences Cain beginning with these words. Verse 11 opens, Now you are cursed from the ground. There are three words there that deserve to be highlighted. The words are you, cursed, and ground. You. God the judge speaks directly to Cain the convict. Cursed. For the very first time in Scripture, God directly curses a person. And ground. Because in both verses 11 and 12, the Lord emphasizes the ground. The ground is important. You, cursed, ground. Three words. And let me say more about you, that is, Cain, literally being cursed by God. If you were with us in Genesis chapter 3, then you will remember that we have read about God putting down a curse twice before. And by the way, if you missed our series in the previous chapter, Genesis 3, that is available to listen to anytime, either as a downloadable free podcast, or you can hear it right on my website, godisministry.org. I encourage you to check out the hundreds of previous podcasts available to you and people you know on godisministry.org. Genesis chapter 2 is also there plus much, much more. So get online today and visit godisministry.org. Following the shocking and tragic sin of Adam and Eve in the Garden in Eden, God speaks, and in Genesis 3, verse 14, God curses the serpent. I'm reading Genesis 3, verse 14. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. There, in Genesis 3.14, God curses the serpent. And now let's drop down to verse 17. This is Genesis 3.17. Then to Adam God said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. There, in Genesis 3.17, God curses the ground. Because of Adam's sin, the ground gets cursed. But here, in Genesis 4.11, God curses Cain. Now you are cursed. This is the first time in the Bible a person is cursed. This is the judicial sentence Cain receives from the judge, God. And I trust you know, so this will serve as a reminder, that God does judge by way of issuing a curse elsewhere in the Bible. For example, without spending too much time, come with me in the Old Testament over to Deuteronomy chapter 28. 
In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 14, God spells out certain blessings for his nation Israel as long as they love and obey him. But in verses 15 through 68, God spells out certain curses for his nation Israel when they do not love and when they do not obey him. Deuteronomy chapter 28 is one we should read regularly or more regularly, and take to heart. Even though these words are not directly for us, they nevertheless exist for our instruction. We too are commanded to love and obey God. If we do, there is every spiritual blessing awaiting us. If we do not, we can expect that our lives will be cursed. And I want to give you a flavor for God's curses in Deuteronomy 28, For example, at verses 15 through 20. But it shall come about, if you do not obey the Lord your God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, with which I charge you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall you be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send upon you curses, confusion, and rebuke in all you undertake to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds, because you have forsaken me. This is God speaking in Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 through 20. So the man Cain was the first person to be cursed, but sadly not the last. There is a proverb that stands out in my mind in this regard. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 33 says, The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. We see this in the life of Cain and Abel. Cain being wicked and Abel being righteous. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Proverbs 3, 33. And someone might ask, does this curse mean that Cain could never have been saved? Does the curse mean there is no possibility for God to forgive Cain of his sin? I say no. There is always, up until the point of physical death, there is always an opportunity for Cain, an opportunity for anyone to turn away from sin by turning in repentance to God and asking his full and free pardon. But we do not find that Cain expressed genuine sorrow for his sin and sought the forgiveness of God in the Bible, do we? We are in the first part of Genesis 4, verse 11, and we have focused on this word, cursed. I hope that you will be back with us again tomorrow when we move into the word, ground. And then we start making connections between the first part of Genesis 4, verse 11, and verse 12. And please, do the little exercise I outlined at the beginning. You will want to have verse 11 on one half of a blank piece of paper, and verse 12 on the second half of that same blank piece of paper, 
so that you can take some notes in between the verses, perhaps draw some arrows, go ahead along with us and make those connections. Get the bird's eye view of these verses, look at them from above the text, and see how they connect with one another. I hope that you'll take up this little project, shouldn't take you long, and you'll bring it with you tomorrow as we continue to discover who God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.